It's Friday and I'm ready to get this party started. How about you? If you're working on your next level, then tune in and let's kick this weekend off with a great podcast episode. Let's go. You're listening to the Zebulon Thomas Podcast. This is your next level. All right, so today's special guest is Halil. Welcome to the show. Hey, man, how's it going? Dude, it's it's awesome. You know, uh, I was telling them a little bit in the intro, a little bit like that. We met over the internet and we just kind of start, you know, just talking and sharing ideas. And we just really have a really good bond already. And and I appreciate you bringing me onto your podcast a couple weeks ago. Oh, and- dude, thanks for having me on yours, dude. It's, it was, by the way, it was awesome having you on. You're a fun dude to talk to, man. So I, oh, I thanks. Yeah. Well, that's why I figured tonight we're going to really chop into it. I think it, we're going to cut up. I think it's going to be great. So, um, but yeah, tell us a little bit about, you know, you're a comedian um, yeah. and tell us about, you know, just basically how, like what made you say, I want to, I want to get into comedy uh, at what age and and how that got started for you. All right, dude. So <clears throat> picture this, I was 12 years old and I was in my English class. And for and we're like, have you ever like read any of Shakespeare's plays? Uh, yeah, I've, I've actually acted in a few in school. Oh, really? Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. So you, you'll feel yeah. me a little bit here until until I, so I, I was doing Hamlet. So there's when I'm telling you Hamlet, you're not like thinking, oh, this is a funny play, right? Because it's like a total tragedy. But the thing was, uh, I wanted to be Hamlet, and my teacher which she was probably very wise at the time. And because uh, uh, she saw something in me, like, dude, I'm a goofy guy, right? So yeah. she saw something in me and she's like, no, no, you're not Hamlet, bro. You're Claudius. You're the bad guy. And for some reason, that gave me like liberties to just say, hey, man, I don't care anymore because I thought I wanted to be the leader or whatever. So but being Claudius just get, like gave me that like, fuck you thing. And I'm just going to do whatever, whatever I want and just have fun. So I started like dressing up like they had like in the props department, like air quotes. Right. Because it was a, it was like a little treasure chest in the corner of the classroom. And the, in that little box, there was like a, a blanket. It was a Garfield blanket that said cool cat. They had a Burger King crown and a wooden sword. And I'm like, this is my wardrobe right there. <laughs> The, the the blanket's my cape, and I just started goofing around. And dude, I didn't think about it. I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna do whatever I want since they didn't give me what I wanted. I'm just gonna do what I want anyway. And when we when we're doing the play in front of the class, people were laughing at what I was doing. And I remember very vividly, like I don't know if you've ever felt this, but like in my belly, I felt like a like a sensation that said. Oh my God, this is what I got to do for the rest of my life. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong. I didn't start doing comedy when I was 12. That's not what I did. I just like, oh, okay, I'll do that. And then there was like a, a school play that they were doing. They, they were doing West Side Story, which I don't honestly know what, what they do on West Side Story. I've never read it, but I auditioned for it and I didn't get anything. So I'm like, oh, okay, I guess <laughs> I didn't get the part. So now I'm done. That my 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 comedy career is over, my acting career is over. It's over. That's it, right? So that that's how brittle a spirit I had when I was that young, dude. I was just like, oh, I don't get it. That's it. No more for me, man. So, but that that's where I got the 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 comedy bug. Um, 
So, that, so you basically, when you you got that bug, that's the the bug you're talking about. Is uh, from what I can relate to is is uh, just the need for like just being in front of all that, all that attention, all that yeah. that energy yeah. that you want to like just move people in some way, whether it's laughter or emotion. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's that. At the time, I didn't know it, right? Because like you're a kid, you just feel this sensation. I'm like, oh, that's what I gotta do. And I honestly thought this is what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life. But I didn't think about it until years later, and that's when I realized, oh, okay, like I, I'm I'm an adult and I can put it together because like I'm I'm a little smarter, not that much, but I'm a little smarter now, right? Damn so it. <laughs> <laughs> I know we have those days. I have those days all the time. I'm like, you know, like when I was a kid, I was doing all this crazy stuff, and I was just do it. And like yeah. even today, I had this this concept of this too, as like. It's like when you're a kid and you're working towards something, you're not thinking about all the things you got to do to get it done. You're not thinking about how it's going to get done. You just kind of go in that zone. And that's the zone that is so magical to this day. And we lose that as an adult. So yeah. you got to go back into it. You got to be a kid again. You got to approach things like, why why take it so serious? Just like, listen, I'm just going to do this and be silly and do my thing. And yeah. if it works, it works. If it doesn't, who cares? I'm going to keep moving, right? Dude, it, you're so right, man. It it. It takes a long time to get back there once you're an adult because, I mean, uh, unless you just stuck with it since you were a kid, right? Which is, I mean, there's people that actually get there real fast. That was in my experience, right? <laughs> so, uh, but uh, I remember, um, I think it was around when I was 23. I'm, dude, I, I, started, I studied computer science. You know, great major, not my, not my favorite, right? Like, the, I... I I met a lot of great people along the way and it's, it's given me a, like a, a way to get money. Right. But it's, it's not something I feel passion for. And I was at my, like I was doing this job as a computer programmer and I was waking up every morning. Like, is this all there is to life, man? Like, why am I doing this? Why am I getting up this early when I don't really want to do shit when it, when it's regarding to any of this crap. Right. So I'm like, why am I doing this? Why am I putting myself through this? And then, dude, I start, I just kept asking myself that question over and over again. And for some reason, I came back to that, that, that experience I told you about when I was 12 and like, I'm doing Hamlet and I'm being a dumb ass. So that's how I felt with the 37 plus jobs I had before I actually figured my life out. I mean, yeah. I already, here's the thing. I, and I feel like maybe you had the same way as, you know, you had the comedy for me. I had mm -hmm. like the pursuing just to be someone special to be, yeah. to be the greatest person I could be. And yeah. so at all these jobs, I found myself just looking at these situations I was in at these jobs going, this is not for me. And I'm like, I got to get out of here. You know, like yeah. but the whole time when I'd get off of work, I would be working on myself. I'd be creating yeah. albums. I'd be creating things. And it was just like, that was the drive. So mm -hmm. I know exactly where you're coming from. And, and it, it doesn't matter like how long it takes to figure it out. As long as you figure out, as long as you find that zone that you're in, and yeah. that right now, okay, you're having fun. Like, yeah. I had fun on every stage of my life so far. Even though, mm -hmm. even the the shit times that were rough, and yeah, I still found fun. Like when I was living out of a book bag, you know, traveling across yeah. the U.S. Like, I had nowhere to go. But man, like when you have everything and you have a house and you have a family, you kind of go back to that and you go, "I'm glad I did that." Yeah, like, you got it out of your system, right? That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, I can imagine with two kids, now if you're moving around a lot, it, it would be very, very hard to do. Just like I don't know. I'm 
I don't know if you would take them with you or not, but but like just having to think about do I take them with me or do I leave? Because like it's one or the other is going to be painful for someone, right? Because like yeah, because if because because if you're not with them, then you're going to be like you're going to miss them and it's going to eat you up, right? Yeah, you'll still be able to focus though, right? And you have your time, but at the same time. I think as a, as a parent, as an adult, you know, obviously we always put our kids first. Mm-hmm. I think at that aspect, we, we want to protect them. So we go, oh, you, you should stay where you're at. It's home, safe haven. But at the same time, um, I think it's so beneficial to just take them with you and take yeah. all the risks because yeah. nine times out of 10, it's all going to go, it's, you're going to get home. Okay. And, yeah. and they're going to have an experience to where they don't, they don't live with limits. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I got you. Living with limits, like it doesn't seem like you have any limitations. Like, like I feel like you just go after what you want to do. Yeah. Um, do you have limitations? And if you don't, what inspires you to, to break through every day? Dude, I, I have limitations all the time, right? Like right now, for example, I'm I'm working on my finances and all that sort of stuff. So like it takes a, like dedication to just be able to like get that locked down, right? Or sometimes, like well, look, this week, there were days that I didn't feel funny, but I still had to get up on stage and get my shit done, right? Like, and <laughs> it, 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 even when you're bombing and stuff like that, you get through it and it, it'll make you better because uh, it's like, you're like, oh, man, I got to work harder. Now I got to do this and I got to write more. I got to pour more and things like that. Or uh uh, dude, sometimes I, 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 there's so many limitations, but you just got to push past them. Right. It's, it's, um, they're like, the, here's the thing. Like, as long as you don't see in your mind, the limitation, that's good. Right. Cause as you, if you see it as a challenge and that, that's all you need. Cause like, Oh, this is an opportunity for me to get better at, at X. Right. Instead of just like, Oh man, this is this over here. And, uh, then I can't do that because if you look at it like oh I can't do that then 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 you're gonna be stuck there forever right mm-hmm. so yeah it's true and and it's like like even with me like the limitations that I have they've been put on to me over the years of being becoming more professional mm-hmm. and like it sucks because I before you know before I had a lot of success coming into this I had nothing to lose right yeah I was like you know I'm just gonna do my thing. They don't like it. Screw them, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And and they loved it. And I always told myself, okay, next big client, next big client. I'm I'm still gonna be me. Now I'm still me, mm-hmm. but there's things that I want to post and share with people that I think would really help them mentally. And yeah. I get a little aggressive because there's a part of me that okay. So I think the best motivation is the 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 things we can tell ourselves. So I started yeah. recording myself on my walks and my runs or my workouts. Mm-hmm. And the conversation I have with myself is like, get the fuck up. Let's yeah. go. Like, yeah. what are you doing? You know, and, yeah. and, and I get like that with me. And so I'm like, this is great. And I, and I want to post it. And I've posted a few times. People are like, why? What's this? Like, why are you so rough? And, and yeah. the right people will be like, yeah, I love They'll eat it up. But the people who yeah. love your stuff, they won't comment. Yeah. The people who are like, what is this? They're going to be all over your shit. Dude, they're just you a know? very vocal minority that have to, just because they don't like something or they feel threatened by something, or even they might, they might even like it, but they just feel like they have to say something just to, to, 
I, I don't know what it is, but like some people have to project other people's feelings so they don't feel like they're um, like they're the ones being the, the, the person that likes it because they feel ashamed for some reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, and dude, I, I, I try to be like, you know, always like, like even when I'm talking and like doing my, my shows or like doing my podcasts, I'm trying to always say like have no barriers and stuff like that. But the, the, sometimes like people say, Hey, why are you cursing? Why are you doing this? Like, and, and like, it's like, Dude, like, dude, my, I was talking to my dad the other day. I love my dad, right? Like, he always is all, he's the most direct person you'll ever meet, which I appreciate because at least you know where he stands, right? And mm-hmm. I always see that as, uh, oh, th- this is his way of telling me he loves me and that he wants me to be better. And, and in some way, like, I was talking to him and he's like, you know, if you're cursing, I don't respect you. And, and in the moment, I'm like, oh, dude, that's a little harsh. <laughs> but then I'm like, no, dude, my dad, He's trying to make me better. And he grew up like my dad was born in 1935, dude. Like that's a long time ago, right? He's 86. And that's incredible. Yeah, dude. He's a tough guy. And, you know, back in his day, cursing was the one of the worst things you could do on television. So he's just thinking it from that perspective. So I'm looking at it like, okay, he wants me to be better. Just the way he sees something is a little bit different than what I see it, right? Like when I see someone curse or I hear them curse, I don't care because it's just, you know, the, but it, they're it's, just it's how they themselves. It's how they do it. Like I've heard someone, you know, just openly just have a foul mouth. And it's yeah. just like, uh, it's like a turnoff. It's like, see, man. That, that is weird. That yeah. is, if, if they're just cursing left and right and then. Yeah. It, it, it can be a problem. But if you're, if you're on a subject, a topic, like I'll swear when I have an emotional anchor to something that uh, that's the word. Like if I've chosen that word when I'm having yeah. a conversation or if I'm yeah. speaking in public, yeah, that's because that's what I need you to hear. Yeah, I need that's you to the feel word it. you need to say. Right? Yeah, and, and if it disrupts you, good because that's mm-hmm. why I said it. You know, and yeah. um, I mean, I it, I'm not saying. I mean, I, here's the thing: I have friends that go. You know, you'll be over their house, right? And mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll slip up. I'll be like. Like yeah. I usually really, really good about this, especially around kids. It's weird. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll go film around like the cheer gym and I'm, I'm clean. I'm like, I don't say anything. It's mm-hmm. just the thing. I just know, you know? Yeah. Or if I'm around someone's grandmother, <laughs> like, yeah, dude, I'll let them it's like an instinctual it. thing, right? Yeah. Or, or, you know, like my wife's got some girlfriends over, you know, I, I I'm very polite, you know? Um, yeah. If they start throwing it around. All right. You know, then, then but, that's when you let loose, but you let them do the, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, mother. <laughs> um, no, but like, uh, I was at some friends houses and, uh, I remember that I said something like, I think it was like, Oh shit. You know? And I was like, Oh my bad. And I even said like, my bad. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, like look around, you know, mm. it's like, Hey man, the kids, man, the kids yeah. two seconds later. Cause the game's on what the fuck, you know, like, I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what dude? Like, Oh, come on. You know, yeah. like, you're over here telling me I can't say something, and then you're over there just dropping willy nilly, dropping yeah. the f bomb as if it was just a bowl of cereal. Yeah, and then you know? your, your little like your nine year old comes in, like, "What are you doing here, fucker?" I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, so like, the rule applies to me, not you. Okay, yeah, like, oh, you, yeah, like, good. oh my gosh, it's because I'm the, it's because I'm short. <laughs> 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 the little guy can't swear it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Have you joined the podcast community group on Facebook yet? Don't miss out on all the behind the scenes action and the extra posts that I put up there along with our wonderful community of awesome people doing next level things. Go right now to ZebulonThomas.com and click on join the Facebook group link or just look up the Zebulon Thomas podcast community group on Facebook. But yeah, I mean, um, you know, with your comedy, when you're on stage and you're speaking, okay, let me, this is a good question because I get really intimidated if there's anybody under, under 10 in the crowd. Not, I mean mm-hmm. like age, but I'm saying like, a crowd of 10, a crowd of five, a crowd of two. Dude, yeah. I'm like, I'm super uncomfortable. You put me yeah. in front of a crowd of like 20 and up, 100,000, mm-hmm. the more the merrier. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm fine. Is that, it, how is that with you? Is it the same or different? Dude, I remember when I was starting, I had that. It, I always wanted to be in front of the bigger crowds because I know that I could get a better, like, you know, a bigger reaction. Whether, like, whether it was good or not, I, I knew where mm-hmm. I stood. But when, there was a smaller crowd you had to like, you could like just brush it off. But I remember, you know, I listened to a lot of comedians talk and I, the, the, I always heard them say, if you can do your act for like three people, you can do your act for, you know, thousands. And I, I took that to heart. So it, it took like it, it, people say that you can't, uh, that, that, that you, you can't teach that, but I taught it to myself though. So, so you can do it. Like I, in the first, I've been doing comedy for eight years now. Uh, and actually on Monday, I think is the day that I did my first open mic and eight years ago. Oh, that's so awesome. uh, I don't know when this comes out. So August 16th, I think that's the day. So like when I was like maybe one or two years in, I was really bad with that. Right. But after like, it, it was a muscle. I just kept building like, oh, so only two or three people in the crowd. I'm just going to oh, I'm going to give you the best show you'll ever have. And I don't care if it's just two or three. If dude, if you're in a room, there's only three pip, three people there and three people are laughing their butt off. You're killing, dude. You are killing. And that's all you got to take away. Right. So you, you're going to give them the best the best set you, you have in that moment. So I developed that little by little. and now. Dude, I host an open mic and it's a small gathering. Like it's like four or five people. So, so it's kind of a perfect way to, to get practice. that going. Like just keep practicing that, right? So if I can do yeah. it for those people, I can do that in a stage where there's thousands of people Dude, and it'll be. And you know what I found is that like even in my career as a videography, when mm-hmm. I would go to these little places and, and film and yeah. I'd, I'd say, hey, I have the company tell everyone, you know, put advertisement out. This dude from YouTube back in the day, like, Zebulon's yeah. coming to film this YouTuber, right? Like, who's this guy, right? <laughs> they'd show up and they'd be a part of these films. And they'd start off with like three or four people. But, dude, that, that I realized is how you really build your organic following. Yeah. You know, like, I built so many people personally. The first thousand subscribers on my Instagram or my YouTube channel, mm-hmm. that first thousand I personally met. Like, they, I was like, oh, really? Subscribe to my channel and they would subscribe. Okay. And it was little groups until it got bigger and bigger and bigger. So, mm-hmm. like, those, the little groups that you're doing, that is like, so big because you're you're building solid following yeah it's like an intimacy that you won't get with anybody else right yeah and then and then you know then you get these bigger shows and they start going to the bigger shows they go i know him yeah you know like yeah dude he's my buddy bro so it's 
it's really interesting to see that sort of stuff. So yeah, dude, it's, it, it took me like a couple of years to be able to be like, oh, I, I can do that. But once I got it, it's like, oh, this is good, dude. And people like a, a, a few of the community. So I moved to Southern Utah about a couple of years ago. So the, the people here, they keep telling me, dude, you, you like you have that like stadium energy. I'm like, well, dude, this like you, you perform that way in front of like three people or, or in front of a stadium. I'm like, well, dude, it, and they think it's like, oh, I'm, I'm, like I, 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 I got I got the gift. No, no, dude, I worked on it. Like I worked on that thing specifically just to be able to do that. So anybody who wants to do it, they can do it. It's, it's not something because I'm special, although I am. You know, no, you are. You, <laughs> but the, the gift isn't necessarily with comedy. It's there. Mm-hmm. The yeah. gift is your ability to create what you want. Yeah. Right. Like. Like if you decided tomorrow you want to do something else, you would mm-hmm. you couldn't do that. Like yeah, like I mean I like I said I did the I did the music I did the life coaching mm-hmm. I even did yoga I did martial arts you know I teach yeah. these things you know yeah it, it's it just happened to be that film was the one that I was like I really want to commit. I had this yeah. thing before I got into film because I shifted so much mm-hmm. that I thought you know what, maybe this part of my life I'm a photographer. This part of my this chapter I'm a yoga teacher. Yeah. Right? Uh, this chapter here has been 15 year chapter of me being yeah. a film. Yeah. You know, I am opening a new chapter. And I think mm. that I have a, like, I was just talking to my brother today about this. It's like, I want to go into full on creative strategist chapter mm-hmm. or do something completely off the wall, different, like just yeah. start a different thing. Right. But there's a part of me that says, no, no. Like, cause I just filmed this video for this cheer company, a good friends mm-hmm. of mine, Midwest cheer elite Cleveland. I'll shout out to them. Um, <laughs> shout out. Yeah. What up? Um, <laughs> I love them. They're family. Right. And, yeah. and you know, I, I come in and they go, here's the video we want to do. And I set up, I have the team that I get to work with and I run the show. I run the floor, right. They get the mm-hmm. floors yours. You know, like the stage is yours. Right. And they, cause they know that this is what I do. They don't need to get in there. They'll tell me what they kind of like and want. But then when the video's in my hands, they wait for it. And then when they get it, there's no, hey, could you edit this? We know each other so much. And that's, yeah. it kind of goes back to my roots of every client that I have. The ones that are committed with me is I know them. So there's no yeah. need to, can you tweak this? I already know that, right? They are, and You know that and they know that, right? Like it's, it's like a nice two-way street. Yeah. And so, you know, for the beginning of this year, it was kind of like I was adding some, a lot of different people's stuff that really wasn't creative. And I mm. kept giving my creativity and, the, and, and sometimes it just wouldn't fit because of the nature of the content. Mm-hmm. And I respected that. But when I got back, I realized I was kind of burnt out. Now, though, after this is just like, I have a love for filmmaking and videos and creative commercials kind of like you have this love for comedy, but I'm sure there's other things that you do inside your comedy skits that is not what other people do. So what is your, what is your little secret sauce that you throw into your comedy that is not like other people's? Oh, dude, uh, that's a great question. So I always like to throw a little bit of like, you know, it it has to be personal that way people relate to it more. Mm -hmm. And that way uh, I get to, you know, uh, expose myself in ways which like makes me get closer to whoever I'm performing for. Right. So it, it has a little bit of that. I also like, a lo- there's so many comedians that I've been influenced by that 
I take whatever I was influenced from them. Like, for example, dude, I love Seinfeld. I love Dave Chappelle. I love Chris mm -hmm. Rock. I love um, Bill Burr. I love Joe Rogan. I love Louis. There's Kevin a, Hart? So, oh, uh, dude, I love Kevin Hart. Like, I love all of those guys. Like Female comedians, I love them too, but I just don't have any. Like Tiffany Haddish, right? That, that's one that comes to my head right now. But I take what they do. And then somehow I take what they like and then I apply whatever I like about that. And then I mix it all up. And then somehow that's me. I still sound like Seinfeld for some reason, you do. You do which I'm not trying. I'm not trying to yeah. be like a Seinfeld copycat. You know what I mean? No, no. But it, it just happens. Um, I like it, though. Yeah. Dude, uh, uh, people ha have told me that they appreciate about me, appreciate that about me. But I. As long as I still seem like myself, I don't care. But if people think that I'm a Seinfeld knockoff, that's when I'm going to have a problem with it because I, I don't want to be knocking him off. You know, Seinfeld is Seinfeld. I, I can never be Seinfeld. I'm me. So I'm, I'm not trying to be him. Well, that's what um, I like about you is, you know, I know we've never met in person yet. Yeah. We're gonna, yeah. We're yeah. Definitely team we will. Up. We will, buddy. Yeah, for sure. And I'm excited for that. Um, what I like about you is you're the same on and off stage. You're the same on the podcast as you, when we turn the podcast off. Yeah. And that's, that's that, that's that real comedy. It's like, yeah. it's in, it's, it's instilled in you and it's your personality. So, yeah. you know, I feel like the, the best actors, right. Mm -hmm. They're not the actors that show up and, and, um and become some other person. Right. Yeah. The actors that show up is make that character become them. Right. Yeah. So them, them becoming the character. Yeah. Like, you know, you're, you're, um, oh man. I mean, you name it, you know, Brad Pitt, right? Yeah. Dude, he, I, dude, Brad, he was, he's one of my favorite actors. Yeah. Brad Pitt. Um, oh, it's the other guy. Uh, Daniel Christopher Day Lewis. Watkins. Oh, dude, Watkins, great too, man. Right? Like, like, like these guys, um, Samuel Jackson mm -hmm. and, um, uh, the dude from Training Day, Denzel Washington. Denzel, yeah. I know Training Day. Um, those are <laughs> some of my favorite. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even Kevin Hart, right? Um, these actors, the, the, I feel like they're good because when we see them, we go, we don't, uh, we don't first look and go, oh, that's, uh, it's, you know, it's this character in the movie. No, we go, oh, that's Samuel Jackson or that's, you know, Christopher Walken's. Yeah. He's going to play as someone else. Yeah. Like, I don't really care who he's playing. It's him. Yeah, it's <laughs> him because. Because yeah. you just love that dude and you're like, oh, that guy's playing him and he's him under those circumstances, which is what's cool about it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so I feel like the same thing with comedians yeah. is, you know, you're not going to get a the different version of you. It's going to be the it's going to be the same show, maybe different yeah. jokes. Yeah. Set up, but it's going to be you. We we come because we come for you, yeah. you know, um, and I feel like that's like even with me being behind the camera. I love making people shine and doing stuff. Mm -hmm. And so for me as a videographer, being behind the camera, I had a, you know, it's a style that people have to, to recognize. Like, I mean, I, yeah. I know this film. There's a way yeah. I edit that it's undeniable. People can mm -hmm. figure that out. Dude, it's know? crazy. Uh, I could totally see, like, I don't know videographers' names that well. Like, you're, right. you're, you're the one I know the most, right? Like, so... And I, the stuff I've seen you do is awesome, right? Thank you. And if if I if I get more acquainted with your stuff, I'd be like, oh, Zebulon did that. Oh, Zebulon yeah. did that one too. Oh, that's so awesome! He did that one too. Yeah. But like when I see certain movies, for example, I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, 
The same guy that did this one did that one over there. Yeah, like I, I can tell you Michael name. Bay. Like Michael Bay, I can tell you a Michael yeah. Bay film. Like I could just see it now because I've no Here's the thing. What you're saying is right because you start to attach to a, a type of different movies and you realize, mm-hmm. I really like this for some reason. Oh, because it's made by the same producer or director, right? Yeah. And and so like like with me, you know, I got into this through Devin Supertramp, Devin Graham on, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows a Devin. And then the people would try to spin off. I had to come up through that. I had to, I liked what he did. Like you were saying, you take all these pieces. I like mm-hmm. what he did. He was my main inspiration. Yeah. Uh, and I worked closely to figure this out. And, yeah. and then I was like, okay, once I got it down, now it's time to be me. And I yeah. started, you know, doing that stuff and, and being different. And so, yeah, it, it, it's a style. Um, there's a lot of talented videographers out there, but I don't feel that they're, Find, they haven't found the way to, or maybe they maybe they don't want to be known. They just kind of like their work, which mm-hmm. it's fine to hide behind that, you know, which yeah. is great. Um, yeah. Me personally, I just, I don't know. Like I'm a people person. I want, you know, yeah. I'm going to make a signature. I want to be a part of history. You but know? that's why you're so great though, right? Like people know when it's a Zebulon Thomas production because they see like, oh, he's got this flair. Dude. Whenever I see yeah. like a Christopher... Uh, Nolan movie. He's mm-hmm. one of my favorite directors, right? And you know when he put his stamp on something, even though he's not the videographer per se. Yeah. But just the way he edits things and the way he has a shot set up, mm-hmm. you know it's a Christopher Nolan movie. As as different as you know, he, he's got the the Dark Knight trilogy, or he's yeah. got uh, Inception, or he's got um, uh, Dunkirk, or the. Uh, and then what Such was the good last movies. One? Yeah, Such dude, they're, movies. they're all awesome, right? I, and I love that last one you just said, Dunkirk. Like Dunkirk's amazing, right? And he, it's got like <sighs> two sentences of dialogue or something like that. I mean, and that that's a th- like, and I'm going to go back to comedy on this too, but I want to say this about that film is, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people will have reviews like, oh, it was a horrible movie or things like you got to, you can't, I realize you can't look at reviews and go, I'm going to watch this movie. You got to go, what makes me what excited or what, what do I like? And for yeah. me, you know, a movie like that is yeah. it's the cinematics, the color mm-hmm. grading, the sounds. Does it, the story pull me in when they hold on a scene for like a long time and break that sense of urgency to switch the scene. Yeah. And they hold it and you're just like, they're still not cutting the scene. Yeah. Like, like last night I watched, which is so weird that I've never watched this movie ever, but I was like, it's eighties night. We're watching some '80s movies, right? Mm-hmm. And I rented The Wizard. You remember I've The never Wizard? Seen that. No, I haven't seen. Oh that, my dude. goodness, dude! With the kid from the Wonder Years, I should remember his name. Oh, Fred Savage. Fred Savage, yeah. So he's he's in the movie, and I remember this movie. My brother watched it when we were younger, but mm-hmm. it was the first time they showed Mario three before it came okay. out. Like okay. back then, we're like, wait, Mario has a tail and he flies, and there's like, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. What the wizard? And it was like so hyped. And there's so many little Easter eggs in there from the 80s. So, mm-hmm. but when I watched this movie, the very beginning of the film, dude, it's like a good, oh man, I want to say probably like a good almost two minutes of the kid just walking down the road towards the camera. Yeah. And I was like, what? What? I maybe it wouldn't fly today, but I'm like, oh, yeah. that's that's what we need. We need that, longer. That, that's films. very ballsy, right? Yeah. And I was like, but I was like, what? I can't believe I didn't watch a movie. So, but but getting back to comedy on that aspect is, mm-hmm. um, so when you're on stage, there's a signature style about you, right? There's yeah. if, if someone heard your voice, you have yeah. a, a very unique voice. 
Yeah. So that's going to separate you. Plus, yeah. I love that your personality, like the beginning of the the podcast that you just did with me, yeah. uh, or I should say I did with you. Um, yeah. It was so awesome. Like it, I was <laughs> laughing at the beginning and and it's just like, you know how to take unplanned events and turn them yeah. into the opportunity yeah. to make people laugh. Yeah, dude, that's, that, you know where that comes from? Well, one, I, I, for some reason, when I make mistakes, I always made that funny. I don't know why. Like, I, I remember I was like 10 years old and I was like telling jokes, but the joke would never land. So I would do some like weird, like hand motion and people would laugh at the hand motion, but they wouldn't <laughs> laugh at the joke. You know what I mean? So I think it's cause, uh, um, when I was a kid, I always did stuff like that. And then I took, I did a lot of improv comedy. So mm -hmm. that's pretty much based on like you, if there's no mistakes, there's only gifts, right? So you take whatever you get and then you use that. And then that's how it was. So that's what you use. So I think I, I guess I take a lot of uh, uh, like uh, my life experience led me to that. So mm. I think I use that that way. Were you popular in school? I had my loser moments, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I was the guy that everybody liked. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I, I got so you, along didn't, with you didn't fit into a particular group. It was just yeah. everywhere. Every, yeah, jocks yeah, like you, the preps yeah, like you, jocks the, like me, the dorks like me, the, the yeah. nerds. Yeah, 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 dude. I, I, same I, thing. I, I I was a bit of everything. Like, so that maybe means that I didn't like myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, no, but yeah. Uh, so I, uh, yeah, I, I remember. Like, I remember I had loser moments. I mm -hmm. I, I remember being bullied sometimes but it wasn't like anything that scarred me you know it just right. it was like okay they're bullying me all right let's just let it i learned to laugh at shit like that you know, you know what i mean same thing with me you know my thing was i got fed up with bullies at some point in school mm -hmm. like i remember sixth grade well first of all supposedly uh, kindergarten i walked yeah. out i don't remember this i don't know oh, really my parents tell me that i walked out to get in the car they went to pick me up first day of school and they mm -hmm. said, I walked at some kid and punched him in the stomach and ran to the car. I'm like, that's, I did that? At kindergarten? Wow. Like, why would I? So yeah, I don't remember this kid must have been really pissing me off. I don't know. But he, yeah. at, at that age, I wasn't, I wasn't a violent kid or nothing like that. I mean, I was young and innocent. Yeah. So I don't know what that was all about. I think, I personally think they saw someone else that looked like me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I do remember getting bullied, you know, come second and third grade. I, yeah. you know, I'd, but it was different. And, you know, fighting on the, on the playground. I remember mm -hmm. I got punched in my stomach and I, and I hated it. I was like, what happened to me? I yeah. couldn't breathe. I was like, well, yeah. I'm like, I'm dying. I'm like, what is this? You know, like, <laughs> and yeah. when I got the energy back, I'm like, oh, this hurts. I don't want to get it again. Yeah. So that was the moment when I was like, all right, every bully, as I got through like junior high and high school, I'd find bigger bullies and I'd start to like, just yeah. knock them down. Like just yeah. knock okay. them down. But bullying was different than it is now. And mm -hmm. You know, back then we would fight people, like literally yeah. fight, go to the office. Yeah. They sent us, they wouldn't, there was a time where they wouldn't uh, expel you or even give you detention. You just go to yeah. the office, you get yelled at, go back to class. Yeah, but go you back were good. to class. Yeah, like yeah. me, me and, that was me and Joey, you know, like, yeah. fuck you, Joey, right? And, no. and, and I think that's better, right? Like you settle your differences right away. Yeah. And that's it, right? But uh, yeah, no, no buildup. And, and you still had the, you had Joey would go get, 
you know, Billy and Scott. Yeah, his and, buddies. And then and I got to let's go, motherfucker. You know, it's like, <laughs> like we would, but it's like, again, like, and even in high school, I remember my brother fighting people, beating each other's ass, right? Like mm-hmm. at movie night, like we'd out at the movies or at the skate station, we get these fights. But Monday, come Monday, that was Friday, come Monday. Yeah. Man, you see that fight? That was crazy. Maybe kick his ass next time, but we're yeah. good. We're yeah. good. It's over. It's yeah. over. It's settled. And now it's just like bullying is like online. People hide behind that. And it's it's horrible because it's more of a mental game. Mm-hmm. Like back in the day, I, I'd be afraid to get my ass kicked, you know? Yeah. Um, and I got to throw some, throw some fists. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's like you got to be afraid of yourself because yeah. of what they turn you into. Yeah. And it's sad, you know, and, I, and you know, um, I think, I think there should be more comedy about if it can be about, you know, a lesson in bullying, you know, yeah. I mean? like, 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 is there some kind of dark humor that could turn it around? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, dude, Chris Rock had this bit about bullying is one of those great things that, that, yeah, you got bullied in, in high school or whatever, but then you became like a, like a, I, I don't know, like the this huge corporation owner or whatever, like you started this company and you became like you were a genius or something like that. Yeah. So like that bullying made you stronger in some ways. Yeah. Right. So, I, I, dude, I don't want to butcher the bit and I honestly don't remember it word for word. So I don't want to yeah. say it. But like if you look it up, Chris, like Chris Rock bullying bit, like you'll find it's really funny. Yeah, man. I love it. Yeah. And, you know, and, that's the other thing is like half these kids. You know, in our days, I mean, I'm sure people still deal with that, but, you know, half these kids getting their ass kicked by their parents. So it's like when you go to school, you're like, you ain't gonna mess me up more than my parents. Yeah, did. I right. Got my ass yeah. whooping on Friday. Like, <laughs> I didn't take yeah, the trash like, out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's like my parents already did that. You think you're gonna mess with me? Ah, oh, yeah. dude, you don't even know. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's really interesting. I mean, times have changed, right? Like in, mm-hmm. in, in some ways for the better, in some ways, maybe not. So it, it's kind of difficult to be able to actually like measure it, right? So, mm-hmm. but in some ways, it, what, what were you going to say? I was going to say, and that's why I like comedy. And that's why I like what you're doing is because as times change, we got new platforms, mm-hmm. more things are getting harder on there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be that way. And so yeah. the more people like you that come out there and, post content that makes us laugh. Yeah. We're going to flock to that. And yeah. it's going to be a great place for a good conversation, right? Yeah, dude, it's I learned really early on if you just laugh at stuff, you take the power away, right? Like if someone mm-hmm. insults you, you laugh like you laugh at what they're saying, then what are they going to do, right? Like they don't have anywhere to go. Like mm-hmm. it's like, "Oh, I can't hurt him cuz he's laughing," right? So it's it's so simple. It's not that many people realize how strong that is. Like if you can laugh it off, it's over. And yeah. that's how uh, if you like just have a sense of humor about yourself, right? Like if you have a sense of humor about yourself, dude, you're a funny dude. Were you the funny dude in your high school? I was. Yeah, I was. Yeah. No, it, not, not like not intentionally. It just was, yeah. it was there. It just it was, happened. Yeah. Yeah. So if you just laugh at stuff and make fun of stuff because it's fun, right? Like mm-hmm. then life's problems don't aren't problems anymore. They're just stiff. Like you just look at something over there in the corner. Oh, ha 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 ha. That's it. That's over. Yeah. Then you use that to like build on something and that's it. 
or if someone makes fun of you, you laugh at it, then you they're like they're you're, la- so you're right. laughing you, with them. And if you could find to, a way to do that in every situation, mm-hmm. I've done this. I, I got to keep practicing. It's 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 definitely something you got to practice. We're so conditioned to do like, for instance, like let's just say you you break something in your house mm-hmm. immediately, like damn it, you know, yeah. or so your kid breaks something and you're like, you know, like yeah. it's a problem. And I got to You're like, but if if you learn to scratch that up. So yeah. it's not the immediate reaction and your exactly, emotional responses dude. is like, yeah. whoa, you know, like, like in that movie, um, man with, with, uh, Chris Farley mm-hmm. where, uh, is it black sheep? Is that what it's called? Oh. He's, going around, he's going across the country. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And remember he, he breaks the door at the gas station and he fixes it and the guy gets in the car and it falls off. He's like, what'd you do? You know, like, <laughs> like, like, it's like, Switch it up, like make it fun. And if you if you yeah. can do that a lot, dude, all the problems that you have, Go they're away. not gonna be problems. But you know, we're never gonna get rid of problems. We need problems are a sign of life. We have to have yeah. that. Yeah, right. You know? Like if you don't have problems, you're dead. Exactly. So. And and so the only way is, is to have better problems. Just have better mm-hmm. problems. And yeah. a lot of us can have better problems by just turning off the bullshit. Like I can trust me, I can get into all the the negative stuff that could become a problem of mine, like yeah. family members and their bullshit sometimes. It's like relatives. I'm like, you know what? It's not my problem. I'm not yeah, going to deal with it. I don't care. <laughs> so like, exactly. If you focus on it, that it'll be a problem, right? Mm-hmm. Or you could just choose to like deal with it in a different way or ignore it completely and just focus on the things that you can actually do, right? Instead of like, oh, this person is doing this. And like, okay, well, how are you going to change that person? You can't really change that well, person. Well, it's like, I had an iWatch, right? Mm-hmm. I have an iWatch Gen 1, right? I love my mm-hmm. Gen 1. Like, I just, yeah. I'm not one of those, first of all, I'm not one of those people that want to just keep upgrading, right? Yeah. Like, I like it. It works. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, mm-hmm. it broke. <laughs> like, like <laughs> I did, I'm really careful with my stuff, but the battery swelled and pushed the screen out. So okay. I take it to Apple and they didn't want to replace it under the warranty, even though it was extended. I just missed it by like a month. I'm like, okay. But the kid was like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't spend any money on this either. It's just a Gen 1. <laughs> I'm like, oh. you know what? Like I could buy these watches. It's not a problem. Yeah, it's not a but big I don't deal. want to. I don't you, want that's to. that's the one I like. I want this. Yeah. One. Yeah. I was like, I I mean, I don't plus it was like I don't I'm not really in the market for buying a new watch. Mm-hmm. And if I do want to get a new watch, I want to kind of like look into it and be like, let me sit down and look and see what my options are. Maybe I don't stay with yeah. Apple. Maybe I go with someone yeah. else. But yeah. I was so like, I want to fix this watch, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't want to drop the money they wanted on it, you know. It's like whatever. So I just, for 28 bucks, I bought a battery from Amazon and I did it myself. And I was like, what was funny is I was like, I know I'm going to mess this up. (laughs) And then I'm going to be at the store buying a new watch. But I was like, (laughs) surprisingly, I fixed it. I fixed it. Oh, awesome, dude. And it was really cool because it was like my little tech geek side come out mm-hmm. i mean i'm talking i'd have a little magnifying glass get in there and do all yeah, the problems like get the, get the tiny little screwdrivers because it's really impossible to get oh, those yeah, screws dude, I was without like, those and the, i had to buy glue and i did it and everything works fine i was like cool you know i mean i'll probably buy another watch but i'm not yeah really but it's it's like that could have been a problem where i was like dude what the you know but instead i was like let me spend some time and get in a zone block out the world mm-hmm. just do my thing you know just like you said with comedy like you grab everybody's stuff and you kind of figure out and then you make it your own. You block out the world. That yeah. Point and yeah. Become you, you know? Yeah, exactly. Dude. That, and I bet you, you had a great time doing the, the, the tweaking of the watch, right? Like you fix that thing. And it was like, Oh, you, you actually nerd it out. Right. So it's like, yeah, oh, a sense dude, of this accomplishment. Is awesome. yeah. Right. That's awesome, man. 
Yes, and and if you take things like that and just apply them to bigger things, mm-hmm. what else? What 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 can't you do? You know, like if yeah, if you just take everything and just say, look, I'm gonna fix it, and uh, whether just focus on the solutions you can make. And once you have the solutions, you can just move forward and get things better. And instead of just like like worrying about like oh I don't know what to do, and it's like <laughs> exactly what's the point of just worrying about what you can't do? You know what I mean? Like that, that's mm-hmm. only just going to stop you from doing things that you are. And that, that's a that's a good topic. I want to kind of brush over here too. Is do you follow trends? Or are you a trend setter? Have you checked out what is trending lately? I tell you what, there's some pretty interesting things in the market going on right now. And if you want to get involved, then go check out what's trending and see how you can spin off of that. Listen, it might just give you the next level idea. If you're looking to hit the reset button and redefine your life, I highly recommend checking out my new book, Seven Days of Redefining Your Life. This book is available right now on Amazon.com. Seven Days of Redefining Your Life on Amazon.com. We're excited to help you kick off your weekend. And if you want to help your friends, we'd appreciate it if you just shared this podcast to other people that you know to help them jumpstart their weekend as well, because all the excitement is happening right here on the Zeglin Thomas podcast. Um, so this whole this whole quarantine thing over the past, what has mm-hmm. been almost two years, right? Almost, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. we're a little off of two years, but I feel just like- Just about a, at least a year and a half. A year and a half, yeah. Um, a lot of my friends, a lot of people sat down at the very beginning and they did nothing. And I said, you know, mm. I can't do that. Yeah. I, I'm not going to do that. You know, um, there's areas of my life that I did let go of, you mm-hmm. know, and I sat down on that area. But I was like, no, if you sat down, it's going to be hard to get back going, you know? What did you do to keep going? Like, did you sit down? Did you keep going? Did you find time to profit? Maybe not, maybe not financially, but profit as far as like just getting more into your skill, you know, is, is so, this something you did? So dude, when COVID hit here, I, uh, I started my open mic. I started it in February and I was starting to get people to come. It was, it was very inconsistent. People would come some days. And it was like eight people would show up one day and then nobody would show up the next. But I was, you know, doing it. And then COVID hit, I don't remember when in March, but it was like barely a month had gone by and they closed everything down. And I'm like, ah, crap, now what do I do? Like I finally, I, like I moved to, from LA to here to like do this and this isn't happening. But at the same time, I'm kind of glad it happened like that I that my wife and I moved because where we are, it's not that strict because it's like there's one, there's not that many people. Right. And two, like there's a lot of space in, in, in between a lot of different properties and things like that. So you got a lot of room to operate in. And if I was in L.A., I'd be like in an apartment and everybody was on top of me and below me and your neighbors are right there and things like that. So it's like, I can't really do anything. But so my comedy pretty much went to the shitter right away. (laughs) And uh, so in the meantime, I'm like, okay, um, my brother-in-law, he likes to do a lot of outdoor stuff. Like he does, uh, 
don't know if you've heard of canyoneering or uh, no. So it's like that's when you pretty much it's like a hike inside a canyon and then you do okay. a lot of rappelling and uh, and then you do you, you also do some rock climbing. So I did a little bit of that with my brother-in-law. It's, it's a lot of adventure stuff. It's a lot of fun if 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 you're willing to stomach the, the risks. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Because uh, like. I remember the first time I rappelled down, like it's like 150 free fall, right? Like there's oh, nowhere shit. to even lean your legs or anything like that. And you're just looking down like, oh, shit, I better not let go of this rope. Yeah, you're right? just lowering yourself down. Yeah, oh, exactly, goodness. dude. So I did a bunch a bunch of that. And then around May, they're like, okay, we're opening back up. Just be very careful, you know, wear masks and do whatever, all that stuff. So I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Okay. And uh so I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll start doing the comedy stuff. But I didn't get back to the comedy stuff until like, I think it was June or July, one of those months, because it took me a while. Like, it took me a while to get it started in the beginning. And then I'm like, okay, let me get some of this stuff settled in before I actually, because like, I have to pay rent for this place. And uh, so, I, you know, I, I didn't want to like dig myself a hole or anything like that. And so I, I'm, I'm figuring stuff out. And also, like, there, uh, there's a, a, a an MMA gym over here that, that was opening back up. I'm like, dude, I've always wanted to do jujitsu. What if I yeah. do jujitsu, dude? I started doing jujitsu, and so while I was getting the comedy thing back up, since I since that wasn't very consistent, the one thing that I had consistency with was jujitsu, and dude, I did it once and i loved it and ever since then i'm like okay, i gotta do this every day like yeah. I, every day so that's the thing that gave me consistency and while i started getting the open mic running again um i think it was around honestly with dates i'm not that i think it was like mid-june uh the beginning of july i started the thing again and then it took a while to like actually get people to come consistently it actually took about six months, like to the beginning of this year is when people were starting to show up again. Like, I'm like, okay, we're doing this. So you like put but, an ad out and you tell people and then, and then, yeah. Were you doing virtual at all? Just to, as a double no, dude, thing? The, no? Dude, comedy is really hard to do virtually. Yeah, I, it I, is. I, it is. I, 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 I don't subscribe to that. There's a lot of people that did it though, but it, it's one of those things I'm like, I'd rather not do it. Right. But if, if you awkward. did it, it's not exactly it's awkward. Like there's comedy is a lot of timing. Right. So mm -hmm. if if there's a little bit of lag, it's well, already plus, gonna... plus you're probably building off of people in the audience to. to yeah, dude, it's, it's a great how you're doing it. and everything. It's yeah. a it's a big part of it. Like the audience gives you their reactions and then you take those reactions and then you, you do whatever you got to do. Right. Like it's so important. Like uh, every show is so different just because of the audience and, and where you're at in that moment. Right. So you gotta, it's like, you gotta put those two together and find a way to mesh them together, you know, in order to be able to, to get an actual good thing going. Right. So yeah. if, if you don't use that, then like, let's say, dude, there's times when you have a great show and then you're like, I, I got to do that again. But you, you can't do that again. Right. It, it, right. It's impossible. That moment passed. So, but if you try to keep that same exact moment, people are going to notice it and it's going to be very clunky. 
And as much as you try to hold on to it, it's not going to work. Right? I know exactly what you mean. Cause I remember walking out on stage, I was doing a tour, a book tour, and mm-hmm. I would talk about the book, talk about my, you know, changing your life stuff and kind of throw my stories yeah. in there. Every time it was different. And mm-hmm. it was different because some crowds I'd walk into and they had music going and people were pumped up. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna start mm-hmm. this off with some different energy today. Yeah. Sometimes people, you, they're really calm and they didn't want my loud energy. Yeah. So I would start off with something like just to hit them, shake them up a little bit. And yeah. But if it was if it was a virtual event and I couldn't tell what the crowd was like, yeah, like you can, yeah, it's super hard. You can see their faces clear, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, like there's events like for example, like uh, have you done like a Tony Robbins or or a Dean Graciosi like those virtual events? Oh yeah, yeah. so those work because like they're not dependent on timing, right? Comedy is right, so that's different. Like you can play. So much with those things, but comedy, the timing is so important that it could just yeah. throw everything off. Well, yeah, because there in those events, you're listening, you're taking information in, mm-hmm. you're not having to give a, a whole bunch of feedback. Yeah, exactly. Where with comedy, you know, we are listening and taking in, but we're actually a part of. Yeah, you're a part thing. of the we're experience. Yeah, the experience. It's an experience. That's it. Yeah. So, like, as you do things, we want to laugh. You wait for the laugh. Yeah. Maybe someone laughs real loud, and you're like, "What's up with this guy?" Yeah, you exactly. Know, like, you there's play off of that. there's so many things that you can play off of, and if they're not there, it's really, 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 really hard. I love the comedians that start to pick on people in the crowd. I love that. Yeah. I've been picked down. I was the video guy. I was like, oh, come on. I'm trying to be invisible. I'll hide behind the Like, look this guy hide behind the plant here. Yeah. I wonder, is he going to meet me in the bathroom? I'm like, <laughs> like, come on, man. You know, and I'm like, yeah. so I just laugh it off. But do you do you pick on crowd or do you find a way to, you know, go off a of crowd in that way? So I don't like actively pick on them, like just to crap on them. But if right, I right. have an opportunity to do it, I will. And sometimes I ask the crowd questions just to get some sort of response and then I'll go from there. But it's, I'm most of the time, I'm just doing my own thing. But I like in, interacting with them. The, the only issue is if you interact with the crowd too much, then they're, they're going to think that they're, they have license to talk. And then mm-hmm. that's when you get a lot of hecklers and things like that, which, it's it's you know you can deal with hecklers right but you don't want to invite them to actively participate if if they're going to do it anyway right so that's just like giving them license to to be more more of and an that's asshole. that's a, that's a skill set right there that mm-hmm. you learn over the years like yeah, that's dude. amazing that so anyone listen to this that I'm going to use that like yeah. don't give them that open invitation to just yeah run the show like yeah. you have a small window and that's it yeah exactly <laughs> so if if they start interacting like you you just you know make fun of them or or play with them for a little bit and then just keep moving forward right you don't want you don't want to give them like a minute and cuz they they they're, they're going to think that, that that they have license like dude nobody uh, nobody's there to listen to the heckler right they're there right. for the comedy show and if Unless you make them a part of the show, then it's it's very hard to. I, I don't know, dude. It's 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 complicated. And have okay, so I'll, I'll share an experience, and then if you have one, share your experience of yeah, of somewhat bombing, right? Mm-hmm. Like everything. Okay, so for instance, for instance, I love for some reason to be a last minute. Like I'll, mm-hmm. I could prepare myself as much as possible, mm-hmm. but usually I throw all that out the window when I come to a shoot and I end up going, you know what? I'm going to go with the flow here. 
Mm-hmm. I already know what I need to do, but everything yeah. changes so quickly sometimes. Yeah. Your sun isn't there when it was supposed to be, and now it's mm-hmm. cloudy. You know, we were supposed to film outside, now we're inside, right? Yeah. The main people didn't show up, right? Someone yeah. showed up with logos all over their body instead of <laughs> yeah. clothes, and I got to figure that out. You know, so it's mm-hmm. like I've, just, I've decided to just, I'm not going to worry about it. I grab my yeah. gear. And whatever I need to do, I do. So yeah. I remember this one time I got there and everything I was filming was just not, uh, to me, I was bombing. Everyone's like, oh, this yeah. is great. Yeah. Me, I'm looking at all the shots. I'm like, every one of these shots are shit. You know, like, <laughs> it just sucks, you know? Yeah. And it had to do with, you know, camera shutting off. Lighting was wrong. Someone touched my camera. Like, I don't like when people touch my gear. Oh, you took yeah. this out switching buttons. Like, oh my gosh, dude, you just. Yeah. You know, and um, so I knew this shoot was the shit. And so I improvised instead of tanking. Mm-hmm. People didn't know that I was tanking. Yeah. So what I did is I just said, all right, guys, we're going to we're going to switch gears here. And we're going to and, and what took, you know, a six hour shoot. The only parts of the video that I that I used was this 30 minutes that I decided to switch gears at the end and go, yeah, let's just come over here and do this thing. And mm-hmm. they loved it. No one knew. But yeah. in my mind, it was supposed to be six hours of cool footage, and I only had 30 minutes of something that actually worked. Wow. Have you ever tanked, but no one knew about it? Oh. Uh, oof. Dude, that's a hard one, because I've tanked, and people knew about it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, so sometimes you have shows where people are still laughing but maybe my standards are a lot higher than what's going on. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I consider it a bomb in terms of like, man, I, I could have done so much better because I've done so much better. So maybe in that way, but at the same time, the crowd still enjoyed what happened. Right. So it's, it's kind of like, um, I remember dude, my first show, I had a heckler and but I, I, I just used whatever she gave me to just crap on her. And I, I didn't even like actually like shit on her per se. I, I like she, she just did whatever she was doing. And I just used that to my advantage. Right. Mm-hmm. And then as time goes on, the way you bomb is a little different because you get more experience and you, you, you have different skills and you learn so what I considered a bomb in my first year is not what I considered a bomb in my second year. And then you keep growing that way. Yeah. So in like, there's way like, for example, like, I bombed really bad. Like a month ago, I was in, in Nevada and it was one of those shows. That I was like, ah, oh, dude, that was horrible. But at the same time, uh, the guy that booked the show, he's like, no, dude, you didn't bomb. But I, in my head, I'm like, I, I did because like that, that right, was horrible. Your expectations like, and yeah, exactly. how, how it played out in your mind didn't play out. Yeah. You know, I, I, like as with video, I'll give you an example. So I, I used to meet these, these videographers that didn't edit their footage. They would film mm-hmm. it and someone else would edit it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you do that because I have to be creative all the way through. But what yeah. the biggest thing about that is. I have to know that if I can't get it right in my camera, 
I know what I can do in editing. So I'm a yeah. double beast there. Like I know yeah. most people do do their own editing, but I knew mm -hmm. exactly what to do. And there's been times when I've showed up and filmed something and the camera's acting up or my audio's mm -hmm. messed up. It's not the levels aren't right. Lighting's bad. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I get it where it needs to be, but I can fix it in editing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can I can really grab some shitty content and turn mm -hmm. it into something cool where yeah. you're just so caught up in the all the visuals that you don't realize that maybe this shot wasn't the best. It wasn't really smooth as cinematic mm -hmm. as I expected. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm the glide cam master, you know, but that's just it. That's the, that's the importance of being someone who's professional is you're not always perfect. It's how you, it's how you turn that around. That's mm -hmm. the professional part. Yeah. You know, it's like everyone thinks that all my shots are so smooth and every video I do is so, you know, played out. It's not, it's a shit show. It's a lot of fun. I'm running around. Yeah. Half the time I shoot out of order. When yeah. I get home, I'm just like, all right. But it's, it's like time to play. Yeah. So it's like when you're there, you could be tanking at the beginning or have mm -hmm. you know, the microphone's not working. You got to yell, you know, or something. You know? Yeah. The lighting yeah. is not on you. The, maybe the guy fell asleep and the spotlight's not on you. Right. Mm -hmm. So you got to move. <laughs> yeah. It, it, that's life, man. You got to be able to take all this shit and, and sculpt it into something awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to be shit. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah dude it's it's especially like if you know the process so well then eventually you're gonna be like ah oh, dude if you let someone else edit your stuff that means that they're gonna they can change your creative vision completely because what oh, you yeah. got as a shot doesn't mean that that's what's gonna be at the end right because like you're the one putting it all together and uh actually um i had a i was hosting a show um, I think it was like three months ago now. Dude, time goes by so fast. Yeah, it does. Um, so I was hosting the show. I was doing like I, I had, I think it was like eight or ten minutes that I was doing just to start the show up. And then I was like, I was doing great for like six of those minutes. And then I had a bit that it, it goes well when it goes really well, mm -hmm. but it doesn't go well when it, <laughs> when it doesn't go well, yeah. right? So it was one of those moments like mid bit. I'm like, oh, man, I'm not I'm not amping this up the way I should be amping it up. But I'm in the middle of my bit. I'm like, but I'm not feeling it. So I'm just going to let it go. And I'm just going to acknowledge what happened. So I had like seven minutes of solid material, two minutes of just bombing. But at the end of the bombing, I'm like, hey, guys. I kind of wanted this to go a different way, but I mean, it, it happens. And then, dude, the crowd loved it, though, right? Like, because, like, you're yeah. acknowledging, because, like, they were with yeah. me on the experience. Like, they're seeing me bomb, but they're like, ah, dude, ah, whatever. And then they, they like that because, like, they're like, oh, we were there with you, buddy. We were, we were right there. We know. But it, it's funny that you, you mentioned that, right? So, like, because. Yeah, and one of the things I want to say before, you know, we wrap up is because mm -hmm. <clears throat> you said that Wayne Dyer, you're familiar with him. Yeah, he he used to say on all his things that I'd follow. One of the stuff he said that I thought was all awesome was that you're you're none of the perceptions of the people that they say you are. Like yeah. you're none of them. Like mm -hmm. someone could say he's a great guy, or he's an awesome comedian, or he's a great film person, or he sucks. Right? Mm -hmm. I'm none of them. You're none of them. Yeah, and that's how you separate. You were talking about before. You got to learn to separate yourself. And uh, when you separate yourself and realize that you're none of those suggestions or those opinions, yeah, you set yourself free and you can 
you can go and do your thing. And I think that's yeah. the most beautiful thing. And um, I just, you know, I want to share just for people out there watching us or listening to us right now is just, just let go and just go do your thing. Like who yeah, dude. shit? Like no one, no one does like, yeah. even when who they cares? say something, they don't really care. Right. Like yeah. they're just trying to make themselves feel better somehow. So yeah. as, if you just keep doing you, they're going to forget about it. And then at some point they're going to be like, oh man, I like what you're doing. But that's because they're trying to keep you on their same level. Right. That's yeah. Like, like I like, I like an image that I portray as a, as ZT films. Mm -hmm. There's a style that I like um, and I'll share it on the podcast. I've never actually talked about it, but um, a big fan of easy E right back mm -hmm. in the day. I still yeah. love how yeah. he dressed, right? Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe he did, maybe he didn't do things that were, you know, whatever. Yeah. He's from the whatever streets, right? Is. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. Right. So I was like, I, I like that image and I could never portray mm -hmm. that image anywhere else. But I found myself over the years, you know, black and white looks good. ZT films, yeah. the white writing. It just, yeah. I mean, if you look at his hat, he's got Compton and I have yeah. certain shades that he would wear. Right. Yeah. I broke them recently and I have not uh, been able to find the right shades. You know, I, yeah. uh, they just broke. But if you go back and look at the beginning of my career, like mm -hmm. I would always have this image about me and I was bringing a new style and I liked it. And, um, but, you know, it's, it's fun to create this because, you know, we're all kind of like actors in a way. So I created this yeah. brand. It's my brand. That's my style. Um, like, I'm a big fan of Skrillex. Mm -hmm. I love Skrillex, right? I love yeah. everything he does, the creative process, his image, how often that he does post and how little he does. He doesn't give a lot. Mm -hmm. He's just a little bit. So I started doing the same kind of things. And, um, but, but you can get trapped behind this image sometimes. Yeah. To where you can't break away, do something else. So, so I mm -hmm. might wear black on ZT films, all black. And I wear black. For, yeah. The main reason I wear black is because I want to be invisible, mm -hmm. right? Because I was wearing, at the very beginning, I'd wear all loud colors. And I remember I had a shoot that I really messed up. And what I mean by that is I was in the reflection because I had orange on, yeah. orange shoes. You could see me. And I was so mad. I never took mm -hmm. it out. It's still there. And yeah. you could see me. And I was like, never again. So now I wear black and you, I blend in pretty well, yeah. you know? Um, but that's, you know, black's not my color, right? Like black is not my, it's, it's a, it's a, a dull color. It, it dampens energy and light. And like, I'm an mm -hmm. energetic, I'm as colorful. My catch yeah. me in a bright pink shirt, bright lime yeah. green, you know, like I'm super bright. Right. Yeah. So when I'm outside of ZT films, you might not recognize me because like, what is it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it's cool. It's cool being, so do you have like, is there a comedy uh, image that you portray or is it just you all the way through? Um, like outfits and, you know. So in terms of outfits, I, I just generally wear like a t-shirt, like some goofy t-shirt or sometimes it's just a t-shirt that has, it's just a, you know, a plain t-shirt. But sometimes I like, I like to have like different t-shirts. Like I have a, a shirt that's got Carlton Banks on the shirt. And I always thought that was funny for some reason because I I love Fresh Prince of Bel Air and, and Carlton oh, yeah. was one of the funniest parts of the show, so I'm like oh I'm gonna wear Carlton and then so like I'll wear shirt uh, shirts like that but then I want I also want to be like the guy that wears a suit I've never worn a suit to perform though but mm -hmm. I I've always admired the ones that do like it's like it looks cool you know yes. so in terms of like image like. I'll just wear whatever. I do want to get to a point where I'm like, oh, I'm wearing a suit to perform. 
and it, it just makes you look like like a professional for some reason. Yeah, it's it's good to clean up sometimes. Like mm-hmm. like I I never I'd walk into corporate meetings with some of the biggest CEOs in the world, right? And yeah. I'd be wearing this, or I'll be wearing my ZT Films shirt. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm here to work. I'm not here to look good or be all. Yeah. I can't move in a suit, but yeah. I might be invited to an event, and I still got to do video. Yeah. And you clean up real nice, right? And they're yeah. like, oh, you know, or you know, I have friends that does designer clothes, and you know, if there's a special event, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to awards or something, right? Yeah. I get some designer clothes because then it's not about me at the point. It's what I'm wearing. I'm yeah. wearing this. I'm like, I get to do that, you know. Yeah. And a lot yeah, of it's fun to, too, right? Yeah. And I used to think people had to like buy all this stuff. At the very beginning of my career, trust me, I was thousand dollars on a suit, or two thousand dollars on a suit, or a shirt, yeah. one shirt. Yeah, like what? You don't have to do that. Yeah. Lot, you just need to connect with the brands, mm-hmm. rock it, and you rock kind of it, and then they'll be give happy it about it. Yeah, 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 give it back. <laughs> you just shout out their name, and they're they're happy about that, and they don't care. Yeah. You just give it back, right? Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, I, in terms of like an image, dude, like, yeah, I'll, I'll wear whatever. I don't care. Like if it's flashy, I'll wear something flashy. If it's dull, I'll wear whatever. I'm, whatever I'm feeling in that moment, I'll just wear a black t-shirt. That's fine. Do you, have, your, do you I, have like your own gold microphone? <laughs> like, do you carry your own mic? You know? No, dude, I generally just use whatever they give me. But yeah, yeah. That I've heard comedians say that they've had to take their own stuff to oh, certain wow. shows. So it, as long as you got like, like you have to put it in the writers, you know, when you're, when you're going out oh, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that to say, Hey man, have this or that. Or, or if they, if they don't have the equipment they got to let you know in advance, but like that you got, you got, you got, you also got to ask that. Right. So you got to be aware of what's going on. So, well, you know how I, how I knew I finally made it in my opinion, right. <laughs> was when I had a, a, a roster of, I think it's called like a roster, right? Like, mm-hmm. So what I wanted in my uh, my lounging room or the green room, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, now I'm in this room, right? And I'm like, yo, they got me the Jello, they got me the drinks, like, yeah, this is dope, you know? I, I like, they're yeah. like, what do you want? I'm like, let's see. I'm like, Jello. Let me get some Twizzlers. I want some water. I want, I want, I want, I want you know, the uh, the Voss water, please. Yeah, the glass it has to be glass too, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> like, and and they had it. I was like, yeah. I made it. <laughs> they give me what I need, you know, like this is cool. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's just fun things like that. It's really, to me, what we do is for other people, right? It really is. Yeah. It's like, that's what I'm it happy is. when other people are happy and the benefit that I get from it obviously is happiness, but yeah. um, it's the perks. The, the perks yeah. to us could be knowing the right people or, mm-hmm. um, an experience that no one else gets to have. You yeah. Know, like the, the behind the scenes tour, you know, mm-hmm. or just the person that goes and takes care of you between the green room and the stage that makes sure yeah. that you're good and they treat you so nice. And you're like, yeah. wow, like that's your job. Like you get, uh, you get paid just to make sure that we are in the best possible state of mind possible before we go yeah. out. Yeah. That's your job. Like that's incredible. Yeah. You know? So I love that. Is there is there anything you want to shout out or say or plug? I want to give you that opportunity right um, now. Dude, I'll, so I have a podcast. It's called Forgive and Forget. Just look it up. You look it up under, uh, well, my name is Halil Sadi, K-H-A-L-I-L. And then um, just my Instagram, it's K-H-A-L-U-2. That's about it, dude. Nice. And I'll have all those links 
under this video on the podcast. I'll share it in the description as well. Man, it's been my honor to have you on. Dude, it's been show. an honor to be on, man. Thank, Thank you so you. much for having me, dude. Yeah, and I can't I can't wait to come out and just mesh with you, but also produce some kind of production on yeah you, yeah man. dude we'll, like, we'll get some shit going man it'll be yeah. fun I, I can't wait either dude it's, it's gonna be so much fun yeah let's hit the world and like i always say make the world your playground let's uh that's right let's dude. do that man let's, let's do, do it. it man I'm, I'm so excited dude can't awesome. wait well i appreciate you you have an awesome uh rest of your weekend and for all the viewers out there thank you for tuning in and listening and uh let us know connect with us thanks man y'all have a great day bye All right, look, this episode is over, but your Friday has already begun and the weekend awaits you. Go light your life up. And if you got something you want me to check out, head over to the Facebook group and post it up. I'd love to see it. Thank you for tuning in. Take care. Hey, this is Ebulyn Thomas. Listen, if you enjoyed this podcast and you want to show us some more support, please consider giving the podcast a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and that'll help us reach more people. Also, if you'd like to go beyond the podcast and connect with me a little bit further and get some exclusive content, then be sure to check out the Zebulon Thomas Podcast Community Group over on Facebook and be a part of our community. I look forward to seeing you inside the group, and thank you so much for your support.